I'm Chrissy. And I'm Michelle. I read the Willow Time books. And I didn't. And we're watching the Willow Time TV series together. Each week we will break down an episode of the Wheel of Time TV series. We're, we're the, the Willow Time, Time Watchers. Happy holidays, Willow Time Watchers. On this podcast, Michelle and I will recap and discuss the season finale of the Wheel of Time, The Eye of the World. Um, here we have Nynaeve and Egwene helping Amalisa defend Feldara against the invading Trolloc army. Perrin and Loyal uncover the legendary Horn of Elir, And Rand and Moraine face the Dark One. So this episode is titled The Eye of the World, which is the title of the very first book in the Wheel of Time series. And I um, noticed also uh, this episode was written by Rafe Judkins, the showrunner. Um the guy who's adapting this into book into books. I think this is the first episode he's written. The books into show. Books into show. I say it backwards. <laughs> yeah. Also, should mention Michelle and I are sick. So we have been sick for I don't even know how long now. Almost a couple, almost two weeks. Um, this is the healthiest we've been, I think. <laughs> so sound extra stuffy and sniffly. That's why. Yeah, just ignore that, please. Has Rafe written any other? episodes i think he remember? wrote the first one didn't he i don't re- i thought a lady wrote the first one well, i don't remember i don't either so i know we should probably do our research <laughs> so this episode starts it tells us three thousand years ago which makes you think it's gonna be back in the olden days and the first thing we see is this very fancy golden badge thing yeah it looks like i think it looks like a dragon and i knew like oh this is probably loose there and telemon oh you knew right away of course i know all <laughs> uh i noticed that they they're everything in this episode or this scene made me think that these people were either very wealthy or that um that this is the like it's it just all seemed very futuristic. Like instead of three thousand years ago, it's yeah. three thousand years in the future. Yeah, because uh-huh. all the clothes were really fine. Uh, that little dragon thing was like super nice, and the house was like very minimalist, re- really fancy looking. Yeah. Um. So I was like, either I thought they were royalty, really, because that's how nice it looked in there. And then they start speaking this different language. Yes, which is the old tongue. And I didn't know that till I looked at the x-rays on yeah. my second watch. I was really, thought it was super cool. I was excited to see them speaking in the old tongue. Do um, they speak in the old tongue in the books? The Well, 3,000 years ago they did. But I mean. But the old tongue is still around. When they, when you read those scenes, no. are they, no. do they, does only, he have his own little language or. There's like phrases. Mm-hmm. And words in the old tongue that they use throughout the novel, but he didn't have an entire language built. Um, I read the bo- or read, I watched the bonus content, and mm-hmm. they actually created this language based off of what he had given them in the book, just for like this scene alone. That's crazy. Yeah, it was really really cool to read that. I keep saying read. <laughs> you did read. Oh, you I watched did it. it. I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, they put a lot of work into this. Um, I thought it sounded really neat, though. I thought the actors did a good job because I, I was like, this is not a real language, but they're delivering these lines how... Like they've been speaking it their yeah, whole life. Yeah, well, and how you... The way they spoke, like their cadence and all that mm-hmm. sounded like how you would be saying those words. Is that a musical and really pretty? 
Um, which actually I didn't know that's how it would sound in my mind when I would read those lines in the old tongue. It, probably because I couldn't pronounce it. I thought it sounded kind of harsh. Did you? Oh, yeah. I didn't think so. Um, what they were talking about, though, was Lucerin's um, idea to seal the Dark One away forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other woman, was it Le- Leta? La- Latra. Latra is warning him against it. Yeah, he's saying that... I guess the woman wants to split the Aes Sedai men against women because his men want to do this, but her her women don't. Yeah, the men were, like, all for this plan, like, yes, let's do this. And the women were like, no, this is a bad idea. There's going to be consequences to this plan. So I guess men men used to be Aes Sedai in the day. Yeah. So that's what we learned because I I don't think they mentioned that up until this point, right? Probably not. Yeah. Yeah, and, they used to all be one eye said I kind of working together. The men and women always work together. Um, but the way they were portrayed, like the Lucerin is like wearing black and she's wearing white, and it's almost like there's two mm-hmm. separate towers. Oh, is what I was getting because she's like uh, my pe- my people basically aren't going to be a part of this, and he's like, well, my people are all for this. Mm-hmm. Is the feel I got for it? Um, I thought they were a couple in the beginning oh, because the you? baby's in the room. Oh, yeah. So I thought they were married, but I also got the feeling that they were the head of uh, these groups. Mm-hmm. Um, but it kind of sounded like they were, they're all one, like they're all Aes Sedai, men yeah. and women, but because of this decision he's about to make that he's going to tear them apart. Yeah, it's really going to divide them. <laughs> um, so one thing I thought about this scene was they made it seem... Almost like he had this, like, idea, woke up, is like, I'm going to steal away the dark one. Mm-hmm. But that's not how it really happened. They made it seem too casual a decision. Well, I was confused because... Like, there's no urgency behind it. Yeah. So, I thought... Well, I thought, like... So this whole cycle goes on over and over and over again. Where the dark one is going to spread his power and the dragon has to either defeat him or join him, right? Okay. I thought that this was a cycle that happens again and again and again because they kind of make it sound like that because there was a dragon before. Now there's a dragon again. Yeah. So I guess I thought that... uh, I think... So I think it's supposed to be happening over and over, but it's so far apart that you almost like forget about this beginning. Okay. By the time it rolls around again. Because he says he wants to cage the dark one and it makes it sound like that's never been done before. So, yeah, because they didn't really explain this at all very well for book, non-book readers. Yeah, I, I was so confused. I was like, why? It sounds like they want him to cage the Dark One. Wouldn't they want him to cage the Dark One? And she's telling him, no, don't do this. Yeah. But I guess he. they're also saying to cage him, he has to be exposed to the one power. And I don't think they knew that was a consequence. That's what I was, I was thinking. Yeah, I was I, like, how come she knows? She says, oh, if he's if he's exposed to the to the one power, he's going to corrupt it. Yeah. And then it will be bad for the men. So basically, like, she knows that this is bad. like it's happened before, which it hasn't, right? No, it hasn't. And I don't know why she said that. I'm like, uh, this is weird because they don't know that this is going to happen to the power after they try to cage the dark one. I think they did that for people who have not read the books to make it really clear that was what caused the madness mm-hmm. to taint the male side of the one power. But they made it seem like he's an idiot and she knew what she was talking about. 
But it was more like they're in this war against the Dark One. Because the Dark One escaped from his prison. Okay. And he, like, touched this utopian society and started corrupting it and making people turn evil. And all this hatred was spreading. And then the Trollocs and Dark Forces were gathering. And they're in the middle of a war that they were losing. So Luce Theron's like, we got to make this world safe for our our future. Uh Uh-huh. And that's why he decided to try and take this risk and steal him away. But why do they even think it's a risk, though? I don't I don't remember. You think just, they would be like, we have this power, let's use it. Together and save the world? Yeah. I don't remember why they think it's a risk. Maybe they did know it wasn't going to taint, but even then. But like, how? It just didn't, didn't make a lot of sense How could you figure that out? Yeah. I don't know. They wanted, like, I think the female Aes Sedai wanted to do, like, had their own plan, but... It wouldn't have caged him completely. I don't know. Oh, no, they wanted to wait. That's what it was. They wanted to wait until these saw Angriol were built, the greatest ever mm. in the world, I believe, um, so that they could be more powerful. And he was like, we don't have time for that. But it's not like that's not how they made it show no. in the series at all. It was more like, hey, I got this idea. You want to join me? No, it's a bad idea. Because anyway. I know all these bad things are going to come of it. And yeah. you're going to... Your power will be out of control. It was very specific. It was too specific. And then specific. him and his men could throw them back a thousand years or more. Coincidentally, that's what happened. Yeah. And the women are going to be left to pick up the pieces. Oh, yes. that's Yeah, she mentions that at the yeah. end. It's like, you're being too specific with your dire warning here. You didn't know that was going to happen. Um, uh, it, was, it was a very confusing scene. Yeah. Uh, I did like that. I like the clothing. <laughs> it was my comment. <laughs> I was like, this is all kind of weird, but I see what they're go- where they're going with this. They want to give like the background to how the power was tainted. They wanted to show what it looked like 3,000 years ago, kind of like a futuristic world. Mm-hmm. And you see that when they zoom out the window and you see the spaceships like flying around. Right. This big, beautiful city, um, which actually looked a lot like how the book described it, I thought. And- oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say the world that they built here, the show, is so cool. It matches the book. Yeah, well. it's really good. So at the end of the scene, she says, uh, she she basically is like, I didn't make the decision. You have to make it because you're the dragon. Yeah. Um, so the decision she's talking about is to def- either, it, it's not to defeat the, the dark one or join it's him. It's to seal up It's to prison. seal him or not. Because he's been sealed away forever and he's got, he was broken free, broken free. He was broken. He broke free? He didn't break free. Actually, he was... Released. In a way, yeah. Not intentionally, but that was like this consequence to these other Aes Sedai long ago. There's a whole lot of history here. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, he was free, and they're like, oh no, we gotta put him back. It wasn't like defeat him, it was just seal him up. Because they can't defeat him. Yeah. It's like defeating the creator. And then um, Luz Theron calls her the Tamerlan Seat. Yeah, I, I saw noticed. that. What's up with that? Maybe it's just that they changed name a little bit because the tower is just female only. Maybe. And like before it was male and female. Although I was thinking about it, like maybe they did have two different towers back then because male channeling is different from female channeling. Oh. And you can't teach a male, like females can't teach males how to channel their version of the power or the other way around. And the way they handle the weaves and stuff is all different. So it makes sense they would have two different towers. But that wasn't something they went into? I don't into. remember. No, I don't think so. Hmm. I mean, they might have. There's a whole lot of lore. Yeah. And it's easy to forget some of it. Yes. Almost all of it, honestly. It's a lot. I do hope, though, that they go more into the backstory 
for people like you and yeah. also me who forgets all of I don't I don't know that they'll be able to though I mean even just in this episode I was like what my the first go around my notes were so sparse because I was just like what's happening what's happening I was so it was so fast Mm -hmm. and then about halfway through the episode I was like how long is this episode it better be like two hours because and then I checked (laughs) and it was halfway over I was like how are they gonna do all this Mm -hmm. in you know 30 minutes it was just a lot it, they did try to squeeze a lot in. Clearly, they need to have 10 episodes at least. Or more. Or more per season. Because they're good episodes. I mean, I think people would stick around. Yeah. I don't know why they wouldn't. Well, after that, um, they does the opening sequence. And then we are with Rand and Moraine in the Blight. Moraine is explaining what the Blight is to Rand, saying it's um, the Dark One is spreading his... I don't know, his powers across the land and it's a rot that takes over everything it encounters. And everything in it is poison and don't, don't touch, touch it. it. Um, and then they see this dead body and they all like, looks kind of looks like fungus is growing on and it was pretty disgusting. <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> and she's like, oh, young men from uh, the borderlands. Yeah, they try and test themselves and uh, they're all in over their heads and then she looks meaningfully at Rand like... So are you, Rand? Even though she brought him there. So, yeah. I, why? Like, you, you need me. I just kept thinking, forget. why did she bring him here already? I know. After the Amarillan seat said not to do it. No, she was the one who said she to do said it. She said to and do Moraine it. And Moraine said she wasn't going to. But then she apparently changes her mind and is like, let's do it. Because he's weak right now, I guess. The dark one is. Yeah, they think he's, he's But Rand weak. is has no training. That's what I was thinking. He's prone to rage. It, it was like a super huge risk that he would join the, the Dark One. I don't... You're not sure why they went through with it? It's... Yeah. It's because they set up the Eye of the World differently in the series. And I think they should have set it up in the way the book had. Because they made it seem like you had no choice to go to the Eye. In the book? Yeah. Like, it wasn't really a, you, you should do it. It was a, we have to go there. Because all these forces outside us are taking us to the Eye of the World. And it's the pattern forcing us in, on this path. Mm. So they kind of had no choice to go. It didn't feel. It wasn't like, like a plan that Marine had. And... No, it threw her off her original plan, and she actually didn't even tell the Amarlin seat. She just went because she felt like they had to. Hmm. Um. So yeah, that big change made it seem kind of weird to do this. A lot of weird tactics. I feel like. Yeah. Went down in this episode. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff. I was like, why would they do this? Why are they walking? Just, just me and Rand, just the two of us. Let's go. I thought it was weird, too. Like, a weird choice to make. Yeah. Really, really risky. Mm-hmm. I mean, she kind of explains more later, but I, at this point, I was like, this is a bad idea. <laughs> and I was th- going back and thinking what I was, what I had thought this episode would be before I watched it. Because at the end, I was, I wrote down, I am so annoyed. <laughs> because they left so much... There were so many cliffhangers, mm-hmm. you know, of but course. I, but I didn't think that he was going to defeat the dark one. Like how would they have a story then? No, yeah. Unless they're going to move on to a new enemy. So I don't, and I was like, I don't really know what I was thinking was going to happen in this episode because. Yeah. Like you said, you can't really defeat the dark one. In season no. One. Yeah. You know, there's 14 other books to go. That's kind of a spoiler right there. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's hard to not get spoilers with this show because everyone knows 
I pull up Twitter and I'm like, no, no, don't. Get <laughs> so I don't there. even do it. You know when they say spoiler, sometimes they don't say it till the end. Yeah, I'm like, oh, thanks. I did want to mention about the Eye of the World. So she says the Eye of the World is the prison of the Dark One, which isn't true, and mm. I don't know if she just believes that it is. Because, like she said, they, they don't really know anything about the Eye of the World. Because mm-hmm. um, he's imprisoned in Shale Ghoul. That's his prison. And I, that should be common knowledge. Is it in the Eye of the World? No, What's the it's Eye not. of the World then? So, in the book, the Eye of the World is this mysterious place. It's like this beautiful, green, grassy land in the middle of the blight, being tended to by this super tall, they call him the Green Man. And he like grows Ooh. forests out of him. He's this magical being. Um, and the eye, which they show in that little pit, mm-hmm. is like this pool of Sidon, What's... the male half of the one power. And oh. they don't really know what it was meant for. What? Yeah, it's really weird. And I think the whole point of going there was to prevent the Dark One from accessing that big pool of power. Oh. Or something. <gasps> the, this book, the ending of book one is so confusing. Even after reading it so many times, I read it again, and I'm like... I need I, to read I this book. I still don't get it. At least the ending to this movie, this movie. It feels like a movie, doesn't it? Yeah. This show wasn't, like, confusing. It was it was a little frustrating, though. I was confused after the first watch, but then it was a little clear the second time around. It just moved so quickly. It does. What happens next? What happens next? So, Egwene is freaking out in the next scene she's like trying to frantically pack she wants to go find rand and parents telling her there there's no way they're gonna make it to, through the blight they don't know where they're going yeah. they don't know where they are and i noticed he was talking strangely again wasn't he yes okay it's not just me like no because sometimes it'll be normal when he's calm and then every time he gets the slightest bit upset, he starts speaking strangely. Like, it's very slow and <laughs> Maybe, not clear. I don't know much about the I don't know guy he, who plays Perrin. Maybe he has his accent. He's trying to, like... Hide? Hide. I like thought he all... was British. I don't know that. <laughs> I also noticed that, I kept too. thinking he's trying to talk like he's a wolf man, maybe, is what he's doing. Because it sounds no. like he's, like, barking no, the words out. Yeah. Cut. yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> I kept writing that again and again in this episode. I also was like, Perrin, why are you acting so weird? <laughs> Strange. Oh, I wrote down that um, Egwene like snuggles up real close to him. She's I like, know. Are we good, Perrin? Oh, we're good. Let me just now you can comfort me, really even though I know that you like me, and that was kind of this weird. is painful for you to have to see me with another man. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't really sure what the point of the scene was other other than, like, we gotta go get Rand. But we, we can't. can't. Yeah. That's the only thing I could That's get. all I took from it. <laughs> and then they had to, like, wrap up the weird forced... Oh, that's true. ...love triangle thing, I guess. I don't know if they... Because then Perrin also said, oh, well, I love Rand, too. Like, I want to go get him, but we yeah. can't. Yeah. Meaning, like, you're, I'm okay with you being Rand. I think that was already settled when he married Layla. <laughs> Right? Isn't... No, because then they kind of question whether he still loved Egwene, even though he was married. And, oh, yeah, uh, I don't know. Like it was just it. unnecessary drama. Right. After that, we're back to the Blight with Rand and Egwene. Oh, what? No. Yeah. 
It's not Randon Blaine. Randon Moraine. The names sound kind of similar. I know. We're back in the blight with Randon Moraine. Um, they and- reached the Seven Towers yes. of Malkir. And I kept thinking, apparently this blight isn't that big because this seems to be all happening within like a day. Uh, well, she said something like, uh, it used to be miles from this place, but look how close it's getting. I thought, yeah, that part confused me too, because I didn't know if she meant, is did the blight used to be miles away and now it's close? I or don't, I don't, maybe the blight is moving the towers around. Yeah, because she says uh, three years ago, I even wrote this down because it was so confusing to me. Three years ago, it was miles from Tarwin's Gap. I think she meant Malkir was, but now it's really close because the blight maybe is it's moving, moving it? with the blight. The trees do kind of look like they could be moving. I don't know. It That line confused me. And then they just decide they're going to take a nap in the blight. <laughs> She's like, let's rest here. Well, Again! I don't know, she goes, don't touch anything. And then they sit down and lean up against the I trees. Know. <laughs> I know. Like, After that dude was, <laughs> the corpse was against the tree. I know. Like, really, don't touch anything. They're really man. into taking naps in dangerous places. We gotta rest. I did note um, that Rand looks all sweaty and exhausted, and Moraine, I mean, while her hair is a little messy, <laughs> yeah. she's not sweaty at all. She's looking all right. Um, so I said I can kind of resist heat and cold. Like, they don't feel it. Oh, they that's don't really nice. sweat. They don't, the temperature doesn't bother, bother them. And this is the first time I really noticed her kind of not showing. That sweaty uh-huh. face and Rand just looks a mess. Oh, that makes sense. She wasn't just like. Really I wish I had that power. <laughs> and then also in the scene, let's see, Rand asks her, "Was it hard to leave land behind?" And she doesn't really answer him no. about that. She's dodging the question. Um, but again, another short scene. There's a lot of like really short. Yeah, clips. it reminded me of the the first. beginning episodes so maybe Rafe Judkins wrote the first episode and this episode and he likes really short scenes yeah I I think the idea is to make it seem more um like there's they're in danger mm-hmm. and they have to quickly more and, urgency yes more more urgency because I guess if you looked at these scenes all in one like we said in the other episodes they might be a little boring like, oh, so they just have to light. make the pace seem quicker <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I didn't like it because it was just... It's jarring, yes. I think. Yeah. Especially when they're so short and you're like, what was the point of that? Like the Perrin and Egwene scene. Yeah. Like, no, let's talk for 20 seconds and then hug. And although this Lan and Nynaeve scene is so sweet, it, again, it was like... Super short. They d- I mean, she does... Lan and Nynaeve are talking about Moraine and how she's masked the bond mm-hmm. so Lan can't track her. And Moraine tells him, well, back when I tracked you... Or Nynaeve. Nynaeve. What did I say? You said Moraine, Moraine. tells him. <laughs> Nynaeve says, back when I tracked you guys after Beltine, it wasn't you I was tracking. It was Moraine. Yeah. And so she's going to teach him Moraine's tell so he can find her in the blight. Which was interesting because I remember you saying, like, how did Nynaeve find Lan? He's like this master... Yeah out tracks tracksmen or whatever you want to call them <laughs> I don't know. um so i guess she didn't she wasn't she was tracking able marine. to follow him yeah it was marine so this scene i think paralleled their first meeting um because in the first meeting he's like how did you follow us and she wouldn't tell and like they didn't really oh, you yeah. could see that lack of trust at the, in their first meeting um and then lan has said don't worry we're gonna get the boys and girl i guess Egwene. 
And she was like, I don't trust you to do that. I'm coming along. Oh, but yeah. here, it's like the complete opposite. Because doesn't he say, oh, you trust me to yeah, go without like, you? I was surprised Nynaeve didn't want to go. Yeah. That seemed a little out of character that she decided to stay back. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of weird that she was okay with him going off to die, I guess, in a way. Because isn't that why they're staying back? Because they were f- afraid they were going to die at the yeah. eye. Um, if she's going to show them how to track, why not all of them go? So I thought that was kind of weird. I think it was just to show that, you know, there's this trust now. Mm-hmm. She trusts him to bring back Rand and to tell her secrets to him. Um, yeah, that's true. So I just saw that parallel there. And then he says his beautiful speech. Which I guess was straight from the book. Yes, it yeah. was. <laughs> How did you learn that? From the x-ray. I was like, oh, Christy must have been really happy I was about so that. happy. It's like word for word. I was like, oh, here it is. It's the speech. <laughs> and she says... Um, wisdoms don't wed but if she was were to go to the white tower she might be something other than a wisdom meaning like an Aes Sedai yes do Aes Sedai wed um sometimes the green might marry and but generally they don't and she would she be able to marry a warder who is bound to another woman yeah that's the problem oh definitely because when they first had this scene and she said or Lan says I'll hate the man, I'll hate that man, the man that you choose. Yeah. I was thinking he meant once you're an Aes Sedai, you're going to choose a warder and I'll hate that man. Oh. But she, but then when I watched it again, I was like, well, she was talking about wedding, ma- marriage. Yeah. So he, maybe he meant the man she chooses to marry because it That's can't be him. Yeah. Okay. Grand <sighs> scary dream. Ah, uh, the next scene was very shocking. So Rand is dreaming, we find. He wakes up and is talking to Moraine um, about the Dark One was in my dreams. And then next thing you know, she gets knifed in the Yeah, and I thought it was real. I was (laughs) like, oh my gosh, they just killed off Moraine. That's the end of her. I was like, "Uh, this better not be what just happened. So I'm like, it must be a dream. And I was right. Thankfully, I was right. So he sees the Dark One with the burning face and he shoots this arrow at him and he like pushes the arrow into his face and it makes the burning goes away and yeah a man appears is this a thing that he does so the dark one has never shown a human face it was always burning eyes gapy mouth with flames shooting out of it basically and yeah like just how they portrayed him and then all of a sudden he looks human it's like why on earth did they do that maybe because the cgi was too much i don't know like this is weird <laughs> we can't have Rand talking to a cgi face this whole scene i mean that would have been okay i don't know i just i don't know that never happened okay um but he does finally talk to rand which he did speak to all of them in their dreams before so mm-hmm. it's the first time he's actually spoken to anybody um and he's mocking rand about like you know, you brought one eye, I said, ah, you're too weak for this. What are you thinking? Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. And he calls him Luz Theron. Yes. And um, I kind of agreed with him. <laughs> right? <laughs> I was like, he's kind of right there, Rand. What were you guys thinking? And then he sees Rand's heron sword and Rand says he got it from his father. And then he starts mocking him about oh you think that guy's your dad your dad's and he says your father's been dead a long time so is he talking about rand's his real, real bi- yeah. biological father or yeah his biological father i'm assuming i don't think he's talking about loose theron's father okay 
Um, but I was like, oh, they're kind of bringing up how Rand feels about his dad. He has this whole, he's torn up about his dad not really being his dad. So, well, it kind of seemed like Rand at this point didn't know that it wasn't his father. I think he learned that from Min, though, that it wasn't That's his what I thought. Yeah. But then... Every time he hears about it, it just hurts his heart a lot, okay? <laughs> like I said, in book one, Rand is just anguishing over this. The whole book about his dad not being his dad. Oh, my God. And he kept denying it, like, it was just a fever dream. I'm his son. He's my father. <laughs> So they, they played out that. I was like, hey, it's the drama. <laughs> well, Rand stabs himself to get out of the dream. And I, Moraine, what? Oh, I was excited. I did not like that. So what happened in the dream world in this book happens to you in real life. Oh, really? So like if you get stabbed in the dream world, which I'm assuming he is in the dream world. This isn't a normal dream. He would wake up with this giant stab wound. So the dream world is something different than like than a dream. you having a dream. Yeah. There's dreams, and then there's this dream world where, where the, the dark, dark one, one would take these guys and have their little dream moments in the book. So I was like, he just stabbed himself. I was like, he just so killed So they changed himself. that completely. Yeah, I don't know if they changed that completely, or it's just like, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. That, doesn't, that wouldn't make any sense. No, it wouldn't. But, but Moraine asks him what happened in his dream, and then he's like, I don't believe a word he said, or he saw the dark one, but, yeah. he, but he didn't tell Moraine what he dreamt. I know. That's like, why are they always Rand. doing this? <laughs> a lot of the book is miscommunication, Ugh. and it drives me nuts. It's like, not what all you have to do All the problems are in every story. One thing. Yes. In, in the real world, too. Real world. Story world. Mm-hmm. So, well, Rand asks Moraine what her plan is. Mm-hmm. Finally. Finally. After he's been following her this whole time. Really only because the Dark One's kind of like, well, what are you planning to do? Yeah. You're not going to do like, Oh, yeah, me. you're right. We don't have a plan. So she shows him this little statue. What is that the statue she had in the beginning yeah, the that she was she packing? Up. Okay. I have some issues with this, but continue. And it's a sa... Sa-ongreal. Yeah. And I read in the x-ray that it was made... Well, she says it was made before the breaking of the world, yeah, right? All Angreal and Sa-ongreal were... Because no one knows how to make them anymore. And it's made from the one power itself? It's made from... She said 1,000 or 100 male eyes to die made this Sa-Angreal. So, Angreal are rare, but Sa-Angreal are even rarer because they're far more powerful. Okay. And they are made for male or female. Why did she bring a male-only Sa'angriol yeah. if she thought Egwene was the dragon. Yeah, why wouldn't she have one of each? Does she have one of each and we don't know it yet? Maybe. And if so, they're so rare. I wanted how to know where she, she got it. Each? I wanted to know how Me she got too. one. <laughs> like, did she get it from the White Tower? Is she had there some quest she went on that we're going to find out later how she got it? Yeah, I was wondering that too because she, she did have an Angriol but she didn't have the saw on Griol. Yeah. Her. And then, and then right. she had the male one. Okay. Which kind of made me angry. It's like, if she really thought it was going to be a female dragon reborn, she really wasn't prepared then, was she? Maybe she didn't. Because Bran brings up that he she asked her, you thought it was Egwene, right? Oh, she never really said anything, huh? Yeah. Hmm. And I wondered why he even brought that up. Because I didn't even, I didn't, I mean, they don't say it's male or female, the little statue thing. Um, well, she does when she said. I guess if you don't know the lore, though, you wouldn't know that it only works from one. Yeah, she didn't say that. She said all the men channeled their power into it, but she didn't say only yeah. a man could use it. And 
Uh, so I thought he was bringing it up just because he's thinking about Egwene and how powerful she is. Mm-hmm. And Moraine knew she was powerful. And that's why she taught her how to channel and didn't teach him how to channel. And Yeah. Well, she can't teach him how to channel so, anyway. So to me, he he just brought it up to because he's thinking, well, Egwene's capable of so much. And because I was just reading into it because then afterwards I see what he did mm-hmm. later. But, um, Yeah. That's Maybe she thought it was one of the the guys, or that's just a hole in the or plot. Or a hole in the plot, <laughs> or maybe like in this in this version, they're, they're not, not going to have that limitation. A male or a female could channel either or. Yeah, which would make it easier, I suppose. They did though need a Saint Angriol at the Eye of the World because, like I said, the Eye of the World was this giant pool of like the one power uh-huh. that Rand taps into in oh. his fight against the Dark One. So, he so to... if he didn't have the saw on Griol, he wouldn't have been powerful enough. So they're like, well, we're not going to, we're going to change the eyes. So we got to have a backup pow- boost of power for Rand. Okay. So I think that's why they brought it well, in. Well, they didn't need to change the eye. They still they could didn't. have had a pool in there, right? Why didn't they? Because it was confusing and weird. And why on earth did anyone make a giant pool of the one power in the first place? Maybe, yeah. I assumed it was to help fuel the green and fight off the blight maybe who knows how long has the blight been here three thousand years Hmm. or more probably for all i know i don't remember (laughs) there's like i said there's a lot of backstory (laughs) who goes around and makes up this much backstory and i like how marine's plan is not really a plan it's like yeah you're just gonna go you're gonna channel yeah gonna put him back yes (laughs) he's like just like that huh yeah cool Exactly. Cool plan, Rain. Let's keep going. <laughs> so next scene is Nynaeve and Egwene. Nynaeve's trying to listen to the wind, and yes. she tells uh, Egwene that she hasn't been able to hear it since she first channeled. And he, so she asks Egwene to listen, and she hears the same screaming mm-hmm. that she heard at Beltine, only it's worse. Yes. So they know that something bad, bad is coming. To happen. That's really all I got from that scene. Yeah, other I got than... a little bit. I don't know if it's a spoiler, though, so I don't know if I want to mention why I think she wasn't able to listen to the wind anymore. Ooh, maybe it is a spoiler. Yeah, I, or maybe not. It probably is. I'll let, I'll not say what I think on there. No, say it to me, and then I'll just okay. say it. It might not be. So, Nynaeve, um, because she is a wilder, they're called, someone who channels, learned to channel outside the tower without mm. an Aes Sedai helping them learn how mm-hmm. to access the power. They develop a block sometimes that prevents them from channeling whenever they want. So Nynaeve develops this block, and she can't channel unless she is furious, like filled with rage. And then it kind of, then she's able to pull on the power. Um, so I think because she has this block, she can't just listen to the wind whenever she wants, hmm. like she used to be able to, Oh, because she has this limitation. That, so that's her thing for the the entirety of the series? For the a long series? part of the series, oh. she cannot she... channel unless she is furious, which she's angry a lot, so it's not too hard to get her, <laughs> get her to channel. <laughs> so like Egwene was taught to channel by... Moraine mm-hmm. the proper way so she doesn't have this this limitation okay but then Nynaeve is super powerful so I think uh, Robert Jordan wanted to make it so she can't just go around flinging just off using her powers her power. wherever she wants okay. she has to have this moment of pure rage to access it interesting so I'm assuming they're going to bring that into the story they, I mean they would have to right I don't know they've Maybe. changed so much there's not any time <laughs> 
And then we're back at the black with Rand, right? Yeah. And he's asking Moraine to teach him to channel. And she says that she can't because every she... time he channels, he's going to go. He gets closer to the madness. Yeah. He touches the taint and draws in that madness more and more. She didn't say I can't because you're a boy and I'm a girl and I can't teach you how. No. Is that a thing, though? Yeah, that is a thing. Oh. Thought, why didn't she say I literally am unable to teach you? She's just like, no, you'll just go mad if I do. She could have said both, because that's right. the truth, that's I was right? Thinking. It would have been a good point to bring that up. <laughs> but I guess her plan is that once he's there, the to save his own life, he's just going to channel. That's yeah. her plan, because that's what happened to her when she was learning mm-hmm. to be an Aes Sedai. This instructor, this, an actual Aes Sedai that she wanted to be like, went into her room and beat her Right. With, the, horrible. with the power until she had to use her own power to fight off this Aes Sedai. She's and like, that's how she learned how to channel. So she's like, if that happened to me, it's going to happen to you when yeah. the Dark One is threatening you. Which also Seems doesn't really make risky. sense. Because what... It, I mean, the Dark One doesn't even attack him. Right. He's just like enticing him with all this power. Right. So... It was a bad plan. Terrible plan. And then she says, and then you're going to channel, and then you're also going to know how to channel into this. This, pa- yes. He's untrained. Angriel thing. You can't just learn how to. I know. I don't know. Very, very risky plan here, Marine. But when they get to the eye in the book, is. He does. So it is kind of an instinctual thing where you're like, you start doing these things. You don't know how you're doing it, but you're doing it anyway. Um, I don't know. If, it's not just because he's the dragon, though, because a lot of that happens to Egwene and Nynaeve a lot. They're like, I don't even know how I just did that, but mm-hmm. I just did. And then I'll have to remember how later. Um, so, yeah, it's true. It is instinctual, and it would just be there to help him when he needs it. Hmm. Well, you think she'd want to train him up a little bit? <laughs> Before you jump into yeah. the last battle. Exactly. Or what you think is the last battle. Yeah. <laughs> oh. We're just going to complain about this that this whole time. Mm-hmm. Really bad planning on her part. Yeah. So next we're in the bar where with Min, she mm-hmm. sees the groups coming. It's Nynaeve, Perrin. Egwene and Loyal. Yes. And they ask her what she saw for Rand. And is he going to be okay? Is he going to come back from the eye? And she says she... Doesn't reveal other people's yeah. fates or something like that. Yeah. And yeah, that she tell them. All she can say is that when she, everything she sees always comes true, mm-hmm. eventually. And then she sees Nynaeve burning and all the soldiers dying. And it kind of freaks her out. And... I was wondering, like, why hadn't she seen these visions? Yeah. Because usually she has these visions well in advance to when the actual event happens. Hmm. So I don't know if it's just like... Is it, Something immediate. changed, so now she sees more immediate die. like things happening. I don't know, but it, I mean, it was a good like foretelling to give you some no foreshadowing is what I was the mm-hmm. word I'm looking for of what's going to happen next. Um, but I really like the men they chose. I, she's a good, she's a good men. We're back to oh, okay, then we go back. We had this long scene with Rand and Moraine, and now we're back to really short scenes again, so it goes really quick. Mm-hmm. Like we see Ran and Moraine are like, oh, a trollic horde's approaching Faldara. Also, how did they see this? Through the blight. They're like, oh, there it is. And it looks like it was really close, <laughs> didn't it? Maybe in the blight, like things I've seen are more far off. So I don't closer. know. I think it was just all done so that we could see. But like have them up on a hill or something. 
They just looked through this little hole, and there was the city. Rand was like, let's go help them, and they could have, really. They could have gone and helped and then come back. It was that close. It's true. It really annoyed me. (laughs) I think, well, I was thinking, like, why did they have this scene at all? And then I was like, well, okay, in the book, they are all in the eye of the world together. And Uh Rand has this, like, I need to protect the people I love. So that's kind of what motivates him to fight so hard. Okay. So And she says, the only way to defeat the army yeah. is to defeat the Dark One. So now he has that same motivation. Maybe. But done differently. In a very poor way. That's what I, <laughs> but that's what I was getting from it. <laughs> I was like, if they're that close, I'm pretty sure that the whole group could, could have found them. Like, they could have just shouted. And they would have... <laughs> I think the blight perspective is skewed. Okay. And that's why we got that bit about the Malkir Tower seeming closer than they should be. That was just a confusing line. That was not clear at all. But whatever. I'll just, I'll give it to you. Okay, thank you. <laughs> and then we're uh, with Lady Amalisa and Lord Algomar, and they're just like arguing, the cat will not fail. It will fall. Yeah. Like, well, I was like, Lady Amalisa, you're kind of a downer here. Can't you have some faith in your brother? Um, it's five to ten thousand Trollocs with sixty fades, Chrissy. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That was really specific. And she said it was like five times what they've fought Ever before. It, yeah. And they mentioned that there's dark friends in the city. Oh yeah, the they've... drawbridge was sabotaged. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking, why don't they have the men fall back from the gap? Right. I know it is a strategic spot, but once we see the actual wall no it's it's the worst wall ever (laughs) i have more to say about that later but i was like just tell your men to come back and fight from you know in this uh Mm -hmm. city you have all these defenses here but whatever um (laughs) i thought it was very strange uh tactics overall yeah, and then we flip back to Rand. They're already at the eye because apparently it's just like it's just right there. a little jaunt from the city. And he, uh, Rand's like, hey, wait a minute. Aren't you going to die if you come down here, Moraine? And she's like, yeah, but I'm still coming. I'm coming. Rand tries to get her to stay, but we know she's going because she thinks she needs to kill him if he's going to choose the dark side. Right. But How she thinks she's going to do this. Also, if she... The... So the Dark One is sealed right now. Is mm-hmm. he not? Yes. He can't get out without Rand, the dragon. Oh, I see what Kill Rand now. Right? And then he, that solves never. your problems. He can't get out. <laughs> well, the, the, Other than maybe a, another dragon will be born like 10 years later. Is that their fear? I they have the dragon now, so don't let him go. Unless he for sure is going to join the Dark One. I see where you're going. <laughs> Well, they're not making it very clear that the Dark One is escaping his prison. I guess they. she keeps saying he's getting stronger, he's getting stronger. Yeah. But they haven't said... She hasn't implied that he's going to escape no matter what. Yeah, because she even tells the Dark One, you can't get out without Rand. Oh, she does, doesn't yeah. she? Because they make it seem more like the Dark One is going to get out no matter what in the book. Okay. Well, that was not clear in the like, in the show. Even the Dragon Reborn has no control over that. That no matter what, the Dark One was going to escape. That You're would right, and that makes more sense right? because then you have to let Rand decide what he's going to do and hope that he does the right thing. Right. That's that's But in the, the whole book, point. no, you mean in the show. In the show, 
they need the dragon to help him escape. That's that's, that's not, how they make it seem. They, they or actually, that's she how, literally said that. Yeah, You're right. That's how I thought it. That's not true seemed. though. Yeah. No, it's like it's like just once, kill Rand. You know he's a dragon. He's dead. Then the dark one can't get out, and the world's safe. Yeah. It's that that's easy. simple. Yeah. They did not present that very well, did they? Maybe it's just how I was reading into it. No, I don't know. She literally says that, though. You're right. But maybe she you need Rand to break free. But that's not true. He's gonna break free whether Rand helps him or not. I yeah. Think it's easier if Rand helps him. I don't know. It's kind of a plot it's hole a... there. <laughs> they'll they'll fix it later. Don't worry sure. about that. <laughs> the way they worded that was poor. That's mm. all. Moraine doesn't know everything. That's what it is. She thinks she does, but she doesn't. Is the next scene back with Agilmar? Well, I mean, we see Rand, Land following. Oh, yeah. Away, I didn't really like write anything down because he sees the towers of Melkir. He's and, like, oh, close. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a little sad about it. It hurts his heart. And and that's about it. Going. I feel like Land should have got more screen time in this episode. I know. Episode. He didn't get anything. He got that really awesome speech with Nynaeve, and that's about it. Yeah. Sorry, nothing nothing much more, happens with Land. They need more Land in the show. I, I agree. But, and more loyal. Yes. Oh. Yeah, we're back with Algamar though, and they're talking about the armor. Like, why are they making a big deal about this armor? Well, I think the point was she was saying, uh, if you wear this armor, you're going to succeed. And he's saying, I don't need it because I know I'm not either way. So I think the whole point, like their story, them going back and forth is him saying, hey, we're going to die. We're just, we're going here to to die, to die, to stall these armies. But this is the last battle. So I think that's why they were talking about the army, the armor, and how it's saved them every time before. But not this time. But not this time. Many. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. It was. I just didn't. I thought it was. Annoying. It was a long scene for for getting that out though. But <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't disagreed with like. Yeah, I know we're gonna fail a Tarwin's Gap, but I'm gonna go anyway. You guys like stay here. And well, and fight. he says it's because they they want to buy the rest of the world time because they're gonna send out all these dispatches. Not really saving a lot of time. No, because they fall so very in, like, quickly. In an hour. Yeah, you fall with. That's not buying any. I could time. see if this they could wall, hold out for months. which I will talk about later. <laughs> If it, yeah, if it was like a, yeah, months long thing, even if it was like a week. <laughs> but no, I know they were trying to get it all in one episode, but they could have, they could have made a progression of time where you could see that they were, they've been fighting for like days or something. That would have you know? been nice. But anyways, <laughs> and he's, and then he says that the women and children, another thing that really bothered me, that the women and children are going to defend the city. The city. I was like. Let the children leave. Right? They these said people it a couple are crazy. Times. The children will yes! fight. Are no. they supposed to be these, like, callous warrior type who... Well, yes, but also I'm pretty sure they would let the children and some women leave with their children. Who can't fight? Who can't fight because they're babies. <laughs> yeah. The babies have to Put stay. Put the babies in the nursery and let them get slaughtered. Yeah. It's awful. It really annoyed me. But he... And then he does mention that this is the last battle. Yeah, he thinks it's the last battle anyway. I mean, and then he tells Uno and this other guy, I don't know his Lord name. Lord something Nikuda. or other. No. Yeah, something like that. Is that what that. it was? Something like that. Some, some throwaway character. No Aww, I, I liked like, him. I, I didn't know who he was. <laughs> but I did like the actor. <laughs> like, you know what to do. And I was like, what does that mean? Yeah. But I figured out what that meant at the end, obviously. Yeah. Um, 
Are we back at, with Moraine and Rand again? Yeah. And then it goes back to Rand. They are in the eye of the world. Um, I thought the whole eye of the world did look really neat, though. The Like this ancient-looking pool. Mm-hmm. With, you can see the yin-yang symbol on the floor. And Rand says, or he asks Moraine. Yeah, he, he, it's familiar to him, but he asks her what it is, and she says that the dark friends have purged it from yeah, their history. They don't know. So they don't know what the eye is, um, but he says he fought the Dark One there. Yeah, he sees it like a memory of <laughs> But him. he was a man. Again, there. he says the Dark One was a but man. He was a man. Like, that doesn't make sense. He looked like a man, that's what he said. Even though he saw the same man in his dream. Right. And so he touches the yin-yang symbol. symbol, and then he's, like, Teleported immediately. world. Yeah. And I thought, is he back in his cabin? Because it looked like the cabin. Mm-hmm. He, and then you see all the sheepskin yeah, on there. Y- you can tell it's his home. Yeah. Then he walks out because he hears some laughter and sees Egwene with the little baby. And I was like, is this the baby that Min saw in her vision? Yeah, but I thought that baby was younger, right? Me too. So I was like, is this the same baby or did she see a different baby in the vision? I should have went back to that episode to see if it was the same one. shot at each baby and compared them. <clears throat> I should have done that too. Because I wonder if that's this is what what she saw, saw as one of the outcomes, and then uh huh, like a choice he had to make. Yeah, I that's what I'm assuming. Yeah, I saw because otherwise the vision makes no sense. Um, and then Egwene calls the baby Joya, which does have some significance later on in the story. So, but don't I'm not going to tell you okay. what it means. But I was like, ooh, I know that name. I wrote down, poor Rand. He just wants a wife and a baby no, and to be a farmer. He wants to be happy yeah. on his little, his little home, be a shepherd. And then the Dark One shows up. He's like, this could all be. Wait, does he talk to Rand at this he moment? Talks or to or Marine, he talks to Moraine at this moment. And right. Moraine instantly attacks him. And I was like, why did she try to kill him? She, she knew she couldn't. And I wondered if he would have stilled her if she hadn't tried to. Probably, either I, way. I'm surprised he didn't just kill her outright. Yeah, that's true. I guess it's worse to do this, to take yeah, her the power from the her. take the power from her. So uh, when he does this to her, yes. she said stilled her. I don't think she's stilled because when he throws the, it looks like she, she throws a, he throws a shield on her like they shielded Logan. Oh. Did you see how it was kind of a net around her? Uh-huh. And then it sucked into her. And I think he might have just shielded her. Oh. I'm not 100% certain because this didn't happen in the book. So it could go either way. Well, it looked like it sucked into her and then he there was like a little flick of yeah, his hand like he hand. sucked it out of her. And she was all <sighs> like like the breath was coming Maybe out of her. he was sucking it into her and making it a permanent shield. Oh. Because when Loghain was gentled, you saw the power shooting out of him. Oh, okay. Right? Well, it has to be something because there's no Definitely. way Moraine's going to be... She could be, though, because I was thinking about it, like, and also I watched the bonus and um, the bonus content. So Rafe Judkin says, in books two and three, which is true, Moraine and Land don't do a whole lot. Oh, okay. And so they're trying to give, like, something for them to focus on for their characters. Uh-huh. Besides, like, we're digging into the lore to figure out what to do next, which is kind of boring for their characters. Yeah. So this does give them something to do. Um, but then I was also thinking... She doesn't really need her power to help Rand. Oh. Because she can't teach him how to channel. 
But she's with him there. More she as fights a, a lot of battles with him. She does him. fight, but you don't need your power for that. Yeah, you do. It's super cool when you okay, can lightning cool. Trollocs left and right. So I hope she's not stilled. They could have stilled her, and she could still play a really important role in the show. Because mm-hmm. she can still, she has a lot of knowledge. She has, she's good with tactics. She can be there for him in other ways. Yeah, but that's lame. I want her to be a nice today. So I'm hoping <sighs> I'm right, and it was a shield because that's what it looked like, didn't it? The same kind of little. Egg now that you her. say it, when he did it that way, it was. But when she was like breathing out, I was, I was like, Ugh. I wrote, I was like, oh my gosh, he just stilled her. Better not have. I'll be a little upset if, if I'm wrong, but well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. On one of those cliffhangers you were talking about. Yeah. Ne- uh, so then they jump back to Agomar. Uh, they're all on their horses. They're charging off all cool. To, like they're going to go fight a battle. Yes. Like, they charged. They just charged like, to the no, wall. Let's dismount and go into this wall. Yes. It was so weird. I thought it was weird too. And then, <laughs> and then he's just, um, wait, do, is this when he, or do they go back to, oh, that goes to Amalisa. Yeah. Like, she's telling all the women all the and children, chills. you gotta, you, gotta you don't gotta fight. We can only, we're only letting the foreigners out. And then Min sneaks out during that time. And then she asks for every woman that could channel, um, to help defend the city. Yeah. And then we um, see Uno and Lord Yakuda. Oh yeah. Did I say his name right? I don't know. They grab their pickaxes and start hacking away at the floor. I'm like, I know. What are they doing? I was. You'd think they'd have a better way to get this horn out. Because I'm guessing if you need it, it you got it, you got to be quick. But right. no, it takes all day. You got as get... long as the battle took. Yes. <laughs> that was so annoying. It was weird. Um, and then let's see. Oparin is like, what do we do? We can't just leave with the foreigners. We gotta stay and fight. And then he's like, well, do we? Uh, I don't want to lose you guys. I already lost a couple of you. I gotta bring you home. And Boyle but... says, "Oh, they're calling for all channelers." I guess so. They... Of course, they have to go. Of course, they do. But I, I don't know. I thought they could have done more fighting. I think they there should have been like a giant battle with these warriors versus the Trollocs, and all you see is Agomar on the wall shooting, shooting... crossbows through the a hole. Yeah. And it is, like, the worst poorly constructed wall. It's made of, like, crumbly bricks. It, yeah. There's no, I was like, why are there no other defenses? Why aren't they, like, pouring hot oil on these things? And where's those catapults? Yes! Why are there no men on the ground? It was just a couple archers. I also was really disappointed with the battle. Yeah. The battle was a little more intense in the book. Just because there was, I don't think there was a wall in the book. It was Which makes just sense you should have a wall. It was just this narrow gap. Yeah. The, and then you had all the men there fighting on like on foot with yeah. their swords, which would have been way cooler to see. I think they should have done both. I think they should have had this super cool wall and then at some point they lose the wall and then they draw withdraw and then they and continue then they to fight. fight. Instead it's just all concentrated there. You don't see anything happen and they overrun them like within minutes. Yeah. And then all the the channelers, which there's not that many, <laughs> they're just out in the middle of just nowhere. There. Like, why didn't they go to the wall? Well, I think, or why didn't they? Why aren't they channeling from the the fortress? Right. I was thinking of that too. Um, I think it's because Amalisa and the two other women were really weak, and honestly, they were so weak they wouldn't have made a difference whatsoever. 
Oh. They didn't so know. So she was like. They didn't know Nynaeve and Egwene had all this awesome power. And I think if they had known that, they would have taken them to the, the gap. Hmm. Is my only thought there. <laughs> Otherwise, like, I mean, it, it really looks cool dumb. that they were out in the middle of this field uh, I just waiting. Been waiting inside but, I the mean, fortress. You're right. Channel from the wall, then you have this concentrated area where these enemies are. It's like basic military tactics. I know. Guys. Those are like really <laughs> bad military tactics. And these guys have been guarding this, I know. this gap for 5,000 uh, years or whatever. What a, I have some problems with that as yeah. well. I did notice Amelisa was wearing her father's armor. No, oh, I didn't notice that until no. the end. I read something and I was like, "Oh yeah, she was in his armor." Because <laughs> <laughs> she thought she was gonna be able to live, live and save, save the world or the not the world, Paldana. <laughs> I did not like her at the end of the show. No. Um, and then we're back to Perrin and Loyal. Perrin's talking weird again. He's all wolfing out, Super I guess. Angry. Yeah, and like, the way of the leaf. It's like don't talk, don't mention the way of the leaf, Perrin. <laughs> <laughs> no. What are you yelling at Loyal for? Calm down. Because <laughs> he wants to help, but he feels like he's not doing anything. Yeah, but he also doesn't want to choose violence. And then Loyal drops some no- wisdom on us. Good old Loyal. If you want to help, but don't know how, all you need to do is ask. So nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then we go back to Rand, and we're back are in we back to Rand already? the Rand dream. You're right. Yeah. Rand dream. He's trying to figure out, like, what the heck's going on, and he tests Egwene with the memory mm-hmm. of their cute little childhood memory running away together. And they carved this thing in the tree, and she knows what it is, which I don't think really tells him that if she's real or not. I mean, if someone is making this world, this dream world, where it's everything you... You want. Shouldn't it also be a real All Egwene? taken from you know, your yeah. brain. <laughs> But whatever. He thinks she's real at first. And the Dark One is there and tells him, well, this can be real. You can remake the world in your image. And um, I'll, you know, I can show you how to do it. So he's kind of like luring him. Kind of like the devil. Yes. Luring him in with this great power and this ability to do whatever the heck he wants. And then you see Moraine holding the knife through his throat. Even though she has can't touch the one power, she's still ready to slit his throat. And like you said, why not just do it already? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she says he's he's the only one who could break your bonds. Um, and then she says if he doesn't choose the light, I'm gonna kill him. I don't know how she would know if he was gonna or choose not. the light or not. Yeah, <clears throat> I, <laughs> I mean, don't know. For all she knows, he chooses the dark one, and then she kills him. But he's already free, and then they don't have a dragon to fight the dark one. Yeah. I don't know. Confusing. This con- this confused me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just because there is a lot of holes in the plot here. Yeah. Uh, I think the next scene is Loyal again and Parent. They're they... going to see what they can do to help. And I noticed that the uh, the lords were all annoyed that they were interrupted, but then they saw Loyal and they They're were like, like oh, oh my, forgive me, forgive oh, us, here. glory to the builders, here. which is, again... They they haven't really told us why everyone is so in awe of yes because they're awesome duh I mean, but I want to know I want to know the backstory yeah I'm positive they have to get into it because it seems season. to be universal and mm-hmm. everyone it respects is. them so. it is and then they start digging and then this is when Algamar just gets crawled Cro- yeah. so easily this one random Talix like here let me go throw this let me the just hole. yeah you're dead I was like really Algamar. 
This is your end? That was pretty sad. I know. It should have been this awesome battle where... better. Yeah. Okay, if you're going to kill some characters... I was wanting some, like... At least... Braveheart scenes mm-hmm. here. It didn't happen. I was a little at disappointed. Least, at least make it more worthy scene. I know! He deserved better. <laughs> and then, yeah, you have uh, the channelers just standing there waiting again. And we're back to Brandon, the dream... He, you think he's going to choose the dark side because he's like, how can I make it real? I think the, uh, the dark one cuts Egwene's throat first. Oh, that, that did happen. And then Rand's like, stop, stop. And he he heals her. And I noticed, I wanted to know what you thought about what he was holding while he was channeling. Was did wondering. you notice that? It was like this gold. Around band around his. Yeah. I didn't know if that was just his cool-looking ring or if it was significant or not. Yeah. So zooming in on his hand. Mm-hmm. I didn't know just because he's such a cool channeler, he just got to go, like, move a couple hand motions and he can do whatever he wants. Or maybe that was an Angriol or something. That's what I was wondering. It could be. I'm not sure. I was wondering, like, so the Dark One's talking to Moraine over here. Mm-hmm. And he's in the dream with Rand, talking to Rand. Yeah. So if you're, and it could just be because he's the Dark One. But when you're in the world of dreams, like, you're sleeping. You're there. You're sleeping in the real world. Okay. And you're there. You can't be in both places. Or if you're there in, like, real person self, you're not in the real world. You see what I'm trying to say here? Yeah. You can't be in two places at once. At but least the dark not, one not can. awake in two places at once. I guess he's just cool he's that like cool? that. cool? I was yep. like, what's going on here? He should be either sleeping. How's he talking to Moraine and Rand at the same time? How is he out? How is he out and walking about? not in the dream world yeah because usually usually in all the the scenes in book one the dark one is only appears in the dreams hmm even until, at the end or... until the eye uh, the eye scene i guess you're right i forgot about that the eye of the world scene at the end was really confusing too so maybe they're trying to capture that confusion <laughs> <laughs> It's like Rand's into the dream world, but not in the dream world in there, too. Only it's way more confusing. Like, I can't even describe it to you. I wouldn't even I try need to read, read it to it. you. I You'd need be to like, read it. what on earth are you reading right now? <laughs> but I guess Rand, he's like, I want it to be real. So mm-hmm. teach me how to channel. And I think it was just Rand trying to be oh, yeah. tricksy, obviously. He was. he was. He didn't know how to channel. He's like, I don't like, know how to channel. Oh, I can get this guy to teach me, and then I can use it against mm-hmm. him. Yep. Pretty smart of Rand, yeah. I think. Good job, Rand. Back to the The fortress. horn. So we have Fane appearing, Pat and Fane appearing oh, yeah. and giving the secret code, which again, because there's dark friends in the fortress, that's how he knew the code mm-hmm. to get in. And then they behead these women guarding the door. Which shows you how, like, scary cool the fades are. Yeah, the fades are cool. There should be more fade fights. Yeah, I wish we had seen that. There really wasn't a lot of fighting, actually. No, there wasn't enough fighting. And I thought that this show would have more because throughout, it seems, especially after the first episode, you're like, oh, there's actually fighting in this show. But again, I was disappointed with the lack of fighting in this finale, but... Then the what? Horn of Elyir is uncovered, and my first thought was, what? Because the Horn of Elyir was found at the Eye of the World. Hmm. And it's been lost for thousands of years, and no one knew where it was. But turns out Lord Algamar did this version. <laughs> and he had it's it. It's underneath his chair. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I was like, what on earth? And they just uncover it. And then they go, 
parents are like, let's go use it. They're like, no, no, it's for the dragon. It's they don't not who the dragon is. Yeah, I mean, it is for yeah. The what are they gonna do? Like, where they're gonna carry it? They don't know about. Yeah, Rand where were they going? Mission. Why'd they uncover it? I don't know. What was their, What were they gonna do with it after they uncovered it? Like, go find the dragon. Maybe they were gonna take it to the tower, or could be get just get it out of there. Just uh, so just that they if, when they do find the dragon, they have it. I guess. Well, because I, I know this is the start of the end of the world. So. Yeah. But I mean, and this horn can call all these heroes, which mm-hmm. you've been talking about, the heroes of the past. To They call them the patterns, greatest heroes is what they said. Yeah. But it can't be blown. Like the dragon is, has to be the it's one made, to do yeah, it. it's for the dragon. Yeah. <sighs> I was a little upset about that. But in hindsight, I mean, the horn of Valier does get uncovered at the eye. It doesn't make any difference where they found it. But who has it then at, at that point? At that point, Pat and Fane steals it. He does take it. Because he goes to the eye, too? No, so they go to the eye. The eye stuff happens. And then in book two, the very beginning of book two, that's when Pat and Fane steals the horn and runs off with it. And that kind of is what motivates the rest of the book. Which is what's going to motivate season two to go get the horn back from Pat and Fane. Oh, interesting. So it's kind of the same thing. They just changed it a little. Does Perrin see Pat and Fane first or do we see the channelers uh i think we see the channelers first yeah we see amalisa saying link with me and she says oh the by the light the power, the power. i think she that the way she delivered that line was kind of strange but i think she was trying to show like oh she linked with Nynaeve, and she's like oh my gosh this yeah. is a lot of power i've never felt anything like this before and then we see the trollocs break through the wall after like an hour of fighting Yep. And Perrin sees Fane in the corner of his eyes. He runs off to go figure out what's going on there. Like, what are you doing? And then they start channeling? Well, yeah, well, Perrin Perrin sees Fane. He did look at an axe, like, oh, should I bring the axe with me? Chooses not to. Mm -hmm. And then we go to the scene with Rand again. Where he's starting to channel. Yeah. He's like, "Uh, channel all your feelings into wants. Yeah, I want and, this little girl so much that she just is. Which is similar to how Rand channel, channels in the book, only it was his dad almost kind of taught him how. It's called the flame and the void, where you channel all your emotions into, like, envision a flame and feed all your feelings and thoughts until you're empty inside. Hmm. Um, that's what warriors who can use the Heronmark sword is, like, their secret technique. Hmm. Um. So, so his dad's at the eye with him? No, he's he's always been able to access the flame, but that's where the power, he feels the power in the distance. And he never knew what it was until the eye. And he finally, so that when he gets he to the eye, out to he it. uses that Yeah, he same goes technique. into the flame to fight with the sword. And then he feels the power off in the distance and finally knows, oh, hey, it's the power. I know what this is. And then he reaches for it. Okay. So it's similar enough. And then we see the weaves coming and... I noticed that you see the light ones and then the dark. The dark starts fighting over it. Yeah. So are they, that's all that's, coming from him? He's drawing. He's drawing the one power and then the taint is from the dark one. Okay. Because the one power is tainted for men. So I think they're just trying to show like the pureness of it and mm-hmm. then the darkness taking it over. And then we go back to the channelers. And, right? Yeah, this big. <clears throat> Big moment. I mean, it was really cool, I will say. Like, she's pulling this power in. You can kind of see how, like, bright and thick the weaves are coming from Egwene and Nynaeve. Mm-hmm. And then the other women are really weak and thready and yeah, almost pointless. Yeah. 
And then she lightnings the Trollocs with the power through herself, right? Mm -hmm. Because she's guiding, she's guiding the weaves, and Mm -hmm. they're all she's just pulling the power from them. And as this is happening, we see one of the women starts to burn up, and it I it reminded me of when you said that some of the nov the novice um, Isidai that when they pull too much power, they burn up. They burn burn out. It's called being burnt burnt out. And I noticed at that part. When they when they burn, it looks like the dark one's head. Oh, I didn't even it's think about that. It's the same kind of like the oh, eyes cool. burning and the face burning. So it made me think, well, the dark one is drawing too much power, and, and that's, that's why, why he's always burning. Yeah. Oh. Because it was the same type of. That makes sense. Look, it was the same look. I yeah. didn't notice that at all. And then. Um, and then we see Rand channeling. So it's kind of like they're both channeling and fighting these battles at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but Rand is using the Sangreal and it starts to glow. And I like how he says, the woman who would choose me over being an Aes Sedai is not the woman I would love. Yeah. Like, oh, Rand. It was so good. That, that he's, good. he's, he wants this so bad, but he is choosing what she wants over what, what he, he wants. wants. That was really cool. Yeah. And he turns, he, you could see it like it was, the he's it's hard for him to turn to the to the dark one like and let his dream go and... yeah and then he's holding his hand out with that saw angriel and it's all going into it and is this the where it, he actually um no he stands up in the real world and, oh yeah and, and then he just and moraine can see all this moraine sees his eyes open remember she sees the glowing in his pouch yeah so she knows that he's channeling because the dark one's saying you don't know what he's channeling for well, he's but then she sees that the, he's the angry also. yeah she's like oh i think i know what he's gonna do now yeah so she drops the knife we see that and then it flips to um perrin does it go back to perrin i think oh no, no it doesn't no. it doesn't actually ran yeah ran okay. stands up and he kind of forces all this, the power into that song reel and then out into the. And then it's this light explodes. And it looks like he's like disintegrates the dark one. Right? And I was like, what? Yeah. That's it? And then there's a giant crack in the symbol where the dark mm-hmm. one was standing. And Moraine's like, what happened? And he just says, I did it. Right? So right. we don't know what that means. <laughs> he thinks he defeated the dark one. Moraine looked unconvinced. Her face was like, are you sure about that, Rand? Because it didn't feel like it. Yeah. Um, it didn't feel like that to me either. I was like, what just happened? Did he kill him? Or is the guy gone? What happened? It looked like either he disappeared or he was destroyed. Yeah. It was very confusing. Uh-huh. Um, I was confused. And I wrote, that's it? Like, that's, that's how he kills the dark that's one? That's what I felt like. That was a bit anticlimactic. Yeah. Wasn't I don't it, know. Though? It wasn't even a big explosion. It was just like a... Yeah. First of light, done. Exactly. Which is kind of how, like, the whole sh- episode was. I mean, the cool, the Trollocs being burnt up was the most exciting part. Yeah. Because there wasn't a lot of fighting. Was there more fighting in the books? Is this how it happened? It's not even close to how it happened in the book. It's all very different. So they all go to the eye of the world, right? And uh-huh. there's these forsaken there. Okay. And they, they, like, attack everybody. So... Uh, Nynaeve gets like tortured Egwene gets hurt Moraine is like injured I think everyone gets hurt in some way I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember what Perrin and Matt are doing at this point and <laughs> and Rand like disap- like he's running up a cliff and he's on the cliff 
and he's about to be destroyed and then he starts drawing on this power from the pool of the eye of the world he starts pulling it in okay and then it gets really confusing so like he i think he kills the forsaken and then like he has his power coursing in him and he's like i don't know what to do with this power and then he like teleports or something to tarwin's gap where there's this big battle happening and you see these Trollocs and the men from Faldara fighting it out. And the men are losing. And the Trollocs are about to overrun them all. And Rand's like, the power! <laughs> and then he just releases this torrent of fire and earthquakes. And the Trollocs are being destroyed. And the men see this guy, like, floating in the clouds what? or something. <laughs> right? And they're like, what's happening? And we're all like, what is happening? I don't and know. he kills the whole army? He kills the whole army with his power, and he still has more power. So it wasn't the, the girl it wasn't, channelers. It wasn't Nynaeve. It wasn't Egwene. It was Rand. Which, you know, now Nynaeve and Egwene did something other than okay. just get hurt. Um, and then Rand, like, teleports again or something. And he's, he's like, climbing a set of stairs, I think. This scene has always confused me, no matter how many times I read it. He's like... In a dream world, but in reality world, I don't know. Climbing some stairs, chasing the dark one into this room. Okay. And they're like, they talk about some stuff. And Rand, like, <clears throat> fights him and, like, shoots a bolt of light through the dark one. Similar to what happened in the book. Mm-hmm. Only it was like, it went into his, like, chest and burns him. You see him start to burn less oh. and disintegrate. Like, he burns up. And then he thinks he's dead. And then he, like teleports back to the eye of the world on the cliff again and he's like what just happened i'm like i don't know what just happened Rand. (laughs) you tell me you're moving around you're (laughs) flying through the clouds (laughs) you're destroying armies (laughs) and that's when he's like oh i guess i can channel i guess i'm the dragon reborn that's when he knows he doesn't really say i'm the dragon reborn even at this point honestly but that's when he really figures out he's a channeler and moraine's like yeah you're you're important rand this is why I brought you here. And then does he leave? And then they go back to Fel. Oh, this is when they uncover the the, the horn. horn of Valier, and he's like, "Don't tell anyone I can channel." Moraine. I mean, so Moraine's the only. Nynaeve and Egwene saw some of what happened. Okay. And Moraine and Lan. So Perrin and Matt don't know he can channel. Okay. At this point, um, and he's like, "Don't tell anybody." But they're all still together. But they're all still together, and. They leave the eye of the world. That's and that's the end that's of the, the book. End of the book, basically. That's so different from so different. the show. <laughs> I don't know which version I like better. I guess I like them both. I like I prefer stuff with more fighting. I mean, I guess all the same stuff happened. There's it all happened just differently. Yeah, there there was some the like the battle at Tarwin's Gap was described, but it all happened so quickly, kind of like the episode. So that's where you're of... like. What? what? Is Rand floating in the clouds right now? What's happening? <laughs> and then there's just fire bursting and Trollocs dying. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. It was, it was weird. <laughs> A lot of the fight scenes, I think, like with the power anyway, uh-huh. start getting really confusing to me. Like, I would imagine in a book that would be hard to describe, so maybe that's why. I think that's why. And yeah. I, I like the way it looks better. It's like, oh, hey, they're pulling weaves and lightning appears yeah in the book it's all like wordy huh crazy Mm -hmm. and then we go back to perrin and Patton fane so he's chasing after fane he hears sees a bat like flies at him weirdly (laughs) and then he hears fighting and i don't know what the point of the bat was um and he runs in and he sees all the fades had killed these men 
Mm-hmm. And Uno's injured. And Thane had just stabbed Loyal. Yeah. I was like, what? Is Loyal going to die? What's happening? I was so angry. <laughs> I was too. Because later on, uh, I'm going to jump ahead a little. They go and they show Pat and Thane sheathing the dagger from Shadar Logoth. Oh, I'm I didn't pretty see sure. that. Because he does get the dagger. In the book? In the book. And I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Because oh, it was golden no. and it had a ruby. <gasps> and that dagger kills. Even one cut from it could kill you. Oh. So he stabbed Loyal with it. So I don't know what's going to happen But Loyal's to Loyal. like writhing on the floor. Like maybe he'll like, survive. What if he dies? No, he has to live. Something has Loyal. to happen. Yeah, I, I didn't know notice where that. gets the dagger from. And if he gets it, where's uh, Matt going later? Well, they show that later, too. But yeah. we jumped ahead. First, yes. you see Amalisa, like, burn out. She draws but too much first, of the power. She won't not, let But go. first, Nynaeve's like, you need to stop your killing us. Well, and she's true. like, oh, the power. And I was like, God, I hate this woman. <laughs> it's just so, I was so angry because I'm guessing she didn't know how to stop, but it just... Yeah. She says she couldn't. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the time when they show, like, the girls channeling, Egwene especially, she's like, the power is so wonderful. And she, it's almost like a drug, mm-hmm. the way Egwene feels about it. She doesn't ever want to let it go when she touches it. Yeah. And she wants to suck it all in because it just feels so great. And then you die. And then you die. But so she has to, like, fight that, that, that urge, urge to... to do it. Uh-huh. And Amalisa is like, not Obviously it. a weak And person. also in a way she can't stop because it's too much for her to handle. Yeah. And then Nynaeve and Egwene are burning and Nynaeve crawls to Egwene and she, you could tell she's like sucking the power from Egwene yeah. so that she's not going to burn. She doesn't want Egwene to die. But it's... then Egwene dies. Or not Egwene. Nynaeve dies. I don't think she died. You can't bring people back from the dead. So then what? I think she just She was on the brink dies. of death. Like a fake death scene. I don't think she... You can't heal the dead. Like, when they're dead, they're dead. Huh. That's one thing the power can't do. So, so she wasn't dead. We think she dies. And I was like, she can't be dead. <laughs> you you weren't even concerned. I, I was wasn't. Like, but, I mean, Loyal stabbed in Nynaeve... Or not Nynaeve. Moraine may be stilled. Yeah. So I think they're okay with changing some things. Apparently. So I'm not going to hold on. Uh, maybe they're going to kill off some characters yeah i mean they, I... Killed, they killed amalisa then they killed algamar and they weren't killed oh but really nope oh but do they matter later for story not the, not, i mean i didn't finish the series so maybe they do i mean there is a last battle the actual last battle mm-hmm. so maybe they do play a role there hmm. but not too much they don't matter too much no oh i think we jumped around too much because we got no. we got uh pulled in <laughs> Well, we have a Fane revealing like the Dark One's planned because they're all Tavirin. What was that? Talks about what is that something is that they've talked briefly. about before? Maureen mentioned it at the beginning of the series that there's five Tavirin oh, in yeah. Edmundsfield. But they never really go into what it is. No, and they okay. kind of don't even hear even. But he tells Perrin like Perrin should know because he's like, that's why I went to the village. And there are five of you, even though normally you get maybe one or two a, a generation. Mm-hmm. And it's really unbelievable that there's so many. So it sounds. So he says they, the Trollocs were sent to drive them to the to the Dark One. So it sounds like the Dark One needs them or wants. He them. wants them. Yeah, he doesn't. I don't think he needs them so much as wants. And then he's like, uh, "We need the darkness for balance." 
and some of you will turn to the shadow. Some are all of you. And then they show Matt again. Yeah, and he's looking all evil in his little he robe. He was looking all evil. And then he was looking at the white tower. Yes. Like he's headed towards the tower. To do something. What is he headed towards the tower for? I assumed, like I had predicted, he was going to go looking for the dagger or something. But if Fane already has the dagger. Yeah. Yeah, and the, at first I thought he was back at that city that... Shadar Logan. Yeah, but then they we see the White Tower, mm-hmm. so he's in Tarvalon. So I we, don't know. We have some... So Max. Matt's turned to the shadow, and... They're implying he has, But anyway. this doesn't happen in the book? Well, he was at the Eye of the World with everybody, so... so but he does have the whole dagger corrupting him and mm-hmm. killing him and whatnot, so you have that. Killing him? Well, you just like... Yeah. What do you mean? Like, it's killing him. Like, that's why he was sick. Oh, yeah. Okay. I thought you... I was like, did you just give something away here? <laughs> Matt's dead? <laughs> <laughs> but then they we go back to Rand, and he thinks he's killed the Dark One. Marine's like, I don't know about that. Rand... I noticed when Rand steps close to Marine, she looks kind of scared of him. Mm-hmm. Like, she steps back. I think it's because she doesn't have her yeah. villain power anymore. Um, And he's like, tell them I'm dead. She's like, but I can't lie. Which, only because she did those The three th- elves. Oats. Which is another clue to me that she must just be shielded. Because I think when you're stilled, it breaks the three oaths. Oh. It's no longer binding. But how would she know she can't tell a lie? But that's true. She doesn't know. Yeah. She doesn't know if she's stilled or not. But she can't touch the power. On Rand, then they show Rand like, is this, I'm, my notes at this point are kind of confusing me. Yeah, I'm confused because I we I forgot I wanted to mention when uh, Nynaeve is pulling the power from Gwen that she says that to be a woman is to be always be alone and never alone. It was that from the braid ceremony. Yeah, it was because then she says hold your braid or feel your braid, and uh, that I was, was all from the braid. I couldn't ceremony. remember if that was the same thing, but I was like, this sounds familiar. Um. I think they were doing a whole lot of, like, trying to parallel the first episode with the last episode to see how much it's changed and how much they've grown. Yeah. Um, and But now they're all apart again because Rand's wandering off through the blight all by himself. He says he's leaving because he, he felt the madness. and He doesn't he, want to hurt anybody. He, he thinks he's going to kill everyone he loves. Yeah. Marine basically confirms it. Like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yep. <laughs> and she lets him go, which she does let... Um, this does happen in the book in a way differently, but... And does Padden Fane, he says today's not the end, it's the beginning. Does he mm-hmm. say that before Maureen has the chat with Lan about... Before, yeah. Yeah. and The chat with Lan is the last thing about okay. the Quindiar. Quindiar. Well, and then Padden says that they all have, all five have a part to play. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of show, I noticed when they did the recap at the beginning of the show, they showed each of the person's powers, like... Oh, uh, all that, their parts all they That they could take. channel and that... Perrin has his wolf powers and even Matt. Um, so I wrote down the dark one isn't gone. Moraine can't touch the source. Yeah. <laughs> like, And then I think uh, Egwene heals Nynaeve at uh-huh. that point. Yeah, she's holding it with Nynaeve who looks dead. She does look dead though. Yeah. Maybe they changed the rules. Maybe you can heal death with the one power. Hmm. They, they've changed something so they could have changed that as well. Um, and then heals her with this tiny little thread of power. Somehow it gets all these burns gone. Little... I guess it's stronger than we we think. Or I guess so. Queen is. Um, I also noticed that Perrin let, or that, uh, Pat and Fane let Perrin live. Right. So 
I think again, the dark one still wants him. Yeah. So th- he thinks they're gonna be able to turn all these powerful players into the shadow, and then definitely make sure the dark one wins. Mm-hmm. Is the plan there? So then, after Rand leaves, Lan um, finds Moraine, and she's looking at this. What does she this call rock, it? Quindiar. Which is also called the Heartstone. Yeah. And Lan mentions that he thought the not even the one power could break it, but it's broken. It's indestructible. That's what the floor was made out of. Yeah. And she says, it, he's asked her what that means. And she says, I'm afraid I, this isn't the last battle. The last battle. But that was, that's the last thing she I said. I fear before, it was the first. Yes. That's not like the last line. But before that, that's when Rant Land is asking her to unmask oh, the bomb. Yeah. And she's like, I can't. I can't touch the source. And I'm like, poor Marie. Yeah. <laughs> she looks devastated. Yeah. You're, you're right. This actress is amazing. She's really good. But so why does the stone breaking make her think it's not? I know why, but okay. I'm not going to say Okay, it don't tell me. <laughs> because I'm sh- it's sure they're going to bring it up in the next season. I'm sure Moraine will explain that. Okay. And I'm really excited before we go to the very last scene to see how they change Moraine's story in the next season. So that she is more involved because she really isn't a lot in book two and three a lot. It's was, more about the yeah. After I watched the bonus content, I was thinking about I was like, you're right. She's only has a few scenes. Really? Oh, because you say they. So the books are from every uh, all the persons. Yeah, each character's perspective. So you go to a new chapter and it's like from Rand's it's point Rand, of view. Rand, Rand, and then it'll go to like which Karen, is why you then... knew pretty early on in the book that he is the dragon because yeah. you see everything he's seeing because it's mostly from his perspective in book one oh, okay and it kind of then it starts splitting up more later on so that's why i was like it has to be rand because he's the first character uh-huh. it's his perspective first yeah classic book mode there yeah um but we do see it from of... moraine's perspective as well but not not so much in book two or really three but it seems like they're trying to make her kind of the main character, mm-hmm. though. Yeah. So She's the lead character. They're going to have to give her one for sure. Oh, hello, Watch. We're not trying to ask you a question. <laughs> <laughs> we want to know what Maureen's role will be. Tell me. Because actually... In season two. I'm in, as much as they've changed the end of the story, and as annoyed as I was at the battle, I like the where they left it, because as someone who's read the books, I'm not sure what's going to happen next. Mm. And I like that mystery. So it's new for you. It's Instead new for of me. Just seeing this, being like, yeah, I read this. I read this. It's the same story. They're kind of changing it a little bit. They're changing it, and it's not in a bad way. It's not. I'm not hating the changes. Mm-hmm. I mean, at first I was like, what are they doing with that horn of Valier? And then you know, you sit and you think about it, and you're like, oh, it doesn't really change the story. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a retelling, a turning of the wheel. This is a different <laughs> turning of the wheel, Michelle. <laughs> Well, I was annoyed because I was so I had so many questions and now I can't get them answered for so long. That's a classic. Especially finale. the last scene, which was so oh, okay. creepy and Tell so me confusing. What you thought about this? It kind of annoyed me because it's like opening up a whole new world, and I was I like getting comfortable with characters and being in this this area one area and knowing what's going on, and yeah. now. There's, we're in a different area. And then these ships, yeah, which are obviously full of bad guys because they're pretty creepy. They have these weird mask things on. Oh my gosh, they did such a good job with the armor. Oh, it was so scary. And then they 
start channeling the water and they make this huge tidal wave that is going to destroy this little girl. I just over the top. I just kept. I know. I know. Why are they doing this? I I, first I was like, they're going to destroy a city. But when you look at the scene, there's just a giant (laughs) cliff. cliff. (laughs) What are they channeling this tidal wave for? And then it's going to go back and hit their ships, right? (laughs) Isn't that the way they work? Yes. Tidal waves? Yes. I don't know. I suppose they can control the power enough that it can prevent their ships from being destroyed. It was so confusing, though. I was like, who are these people? Where are they going? I know are who they, they are. Are they followers of the Dark One? Because they seem pretty evil. I don't know. There's just so many questions now. I know. Where I, is Rand going to come back? I want to know where go Rand mad? is going. Where's Rand going? Yeah. And then it looked like he was headed towards the waste, just because when cause they, they did out, show... They show this empty desert-looking place. Oh. So I think he's headed towards the waste, but I wanted him to head towards Camelin to meet Elaine. Because they haven't introduced her character yet. And she's a major player in the books. So they have to introduce her character. So I'm guessing Maureen and Lan, I mean, they're going to go back to Faldara. And they're going to meet up with... They're going to have to meet up with Nynaeve and Egwene and Perrin. Mm -hmm. I I still want to see what's going on with Perrin. They haven't done anything with him, really. No, they haven't. And then is... Egwene going to go to the White Tower and start training, but Moraine's not going to be there. She won't be able to go with her because yeah. she's been exiled. Yeah. So are they going to split people up? What's going to happen? I don't know. I'm wondering, too. I have a lot of questions. And Loyal. And Loyal better get healed. And where's Bella? And where's Bella? They never brought Bella back. <laughs> where's Bella? That's the big question. That is the big question. She was there through it all. And then she was never brought back. Maybe when Egwene um, leaves Feldara, she'll be like, Bella, you're back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, that was a crazy finale. Yeah. A lot happened. I I mean, it It sounds like I was really annoyed with it, which I was. But frustrating, but good. Yeah. Describe it. Yeah, it was good. It was annoying because it ended. Mostly. Exactly. And now, now we, we have, have to, to wait. wait. <laughs> I don't, do we even know the release date of season two? I'm sure. Is that even out I'm there? I'm sure the Twitter people know. These. It's got to be out there. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, speaking of Twitter, we have quite a few new followers on oh, Twitter. Yeah. Let's thank our followers. I so we wanted to say hi to our new followers on Twitter. Um, there's Lyrics Peace, JTL. And then on Instagram, Chadillac ninety two eighty one, the best Grendel. I am only Luke, Rebecca Cavanaugh, K author. I'm I'm I know I'm butchering all these, so I'm sorry. But and Wetlander humor. So thanks for following us. We're glad you guys are here. Um, and thanks for listening. We've had so much fun doing this. Um, we hope that in the future we can do some look at like the x-rays, do something in the meantime until season two begins because some of the bonus content and maybe look at the book a little bit more um, so that and maybe even have some guests on because we have many friends who are also uh, fans of the series. We're not really sure where we're going to go in between. We've never podcasted before. And we'll just kind of figure this out like we've been doing. (laughs) 
figure out what we're doing as we do it as we go <laughs> well. so thank you for for being here with us and hopefully we'll see you again soon wait we won't see you i always say that don't i <laughs> hopefully we'll be in your car with you soon that's so creepy <laughs> we shall be there for you we'll talk to you next year happy new year happy new year we're, we're the, the wheel of time, time watchers, watchers.